0: Hello and welcome back to another XX Mormon podcast. I'm Elder Jackson. I am conducting today's meeting and of course on the stand is presiding Bishop Jensen and we have Sister Jensen back by popular demand cuz last week's episode played uh, so well. Everybody She's everybody back, loved <laughs> everybody loved hearing Sister Jensen's stories and demanded that we bring her back for this week even though these were recorded on the same day. Uh, so with, uh, <laughs> with with that, uh, Bishop, do you want to introduce the topic?
1: Yeah, today we're going to lift the burqa over BYU Idaho. We're going to peel back the veil and get the true stories about real people, about all the messed up and weird things that happened down there.
0: Yeah. So uh, last week, last week Sister Jensen brought up a few uh, of her. <laughs> insane absolutely insane stories at byu idaho and i went to byu idaho myself i was there for two and a half years and um it is a weird and messed up and creepy um place i made a lot of great friends i know a lot of great people from byu idaho but there are good people wherever you go uh even in the scummiest of places so uh sister Jensen, mm-hmm. do you want to kick us off with a uh, with a story, any any story, pick a, pick a random one you've got. I know that's a lot of pressure.
2: Um, listeners may or may not know, but BYU-Idaho is even stricter than BYU-Provo in mm-hmm. that there's this dress code where it's like no capri pants, no open-toed sandals, uh, skirts like really have to go down to the knee. They can't be even a little bit shorter. And Oh, I have so many like modesty stories, but one that comes to mind right away is I had to write this exam in the testing center by like seven o'clock on a Wednesday. And so I show up at 630 and I am not allowed to write my geology exam because I am wearing yoga pants and the testing center turned me away. And the worst thing is that the testing center is just run by like older students or whatever. And they're like, no, you are not dressed modestly and you cannot write your exam. And so I obviously couldn't write it in time and it showed up as a fail, but then I went and talked to my professor separately after. And he'd even thought that it was so stupid and, and let me write it at home or whatever, but. Oh, that school And the dress code, the modesty dress code. Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. And what percent, what
1: percent of byu uh, BYUI professors do you think are like closet ex-Mormons or, or living on the underground? Ooh.
0: Probably thirty percent. I don't know. You think I, just based on interactions with them? Yeah. About rules yeah. and well, regulations. Yeah, because so, so some of them, like I would say, I would say ninety percent at least. Ninety percent of professors thinks think the honor code is dumb. Like ni- a solid ninety percent of professors, at least the ones that I had, you know, you could tell even even if they loved the gospel and whatever very much had this yeah the honor code is kind of stupid and uh, like I had one who when he because they have to go over it at the beginning of every semester with their classes and they they say all right the honor code okay blah 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 and they do this whole spiel one of my first professors a science professor he uh he says he says look guys he says if you walk into the class with with a hat on your head, I'm going to ask you to take it off. He's like, I'm from California. I think wearing a hat inside is just fine. I think this rule is stupid. But he says, I've got a family to feed. And if somebody from administration walks in the door and there are kids with their hats on, I'm going to get in trouble too for not telling you to take it off. And so he's like, listen. So when I say, hey, you should go put pants on or go, you know, take your hat off or go home and shave. He's like, that's not me judging you. He's like, I don't care. I'm just trying to keep my job is is the way that he explained it. And most of my professors, you could tell they, they thought it was done. There was one professor. This wasn't somebody that I had. But every time there was an exam coming up and the, people had to go to the testing center because most professors don't care. They won't make a big stink about it. But every time, but the exam center does especially depending who you get uh, when you when you go in sometimes you could go in with a beard and they they won't ask sometimes they'll be like "Ah, shave for next time and sometimes they'll turn you right around even if it's the last day of the semester go home shave you can get back in that three-hour line and try again but uh one professor would draw swastika on the board every time that there was an exam coming up and <laughs> he was like all right, there's an exam and he draws swastika and he's like, you know, the people at the the exam center, at the testing center are Nazis. So he's like, just a heads up. So then his whole class, every time there was a swastika (laughs) on the board, they knew there was an exam. (laughs) What
2: a guy. Why didn't I get a teacher like that?
0: Yeah,
2: I... there, I, um, There are some good ones. You think, like you do get... Oh, sorry, you do get some cool teachers there. But the funny thing that I could never get over is opening every single class with a prayer, no matter what oh, kind of class it was. That yeah. was so weird to me. Even I joined some intramural teams and we'd always pray before a practice even and like I was just like this is bonkers. Like why are we in math class praying that yeah. we remember what we are learning and like, oh
0: it's so the
2: worst. The worst. Yeah,
0: that was really weird. That same uh, science professor that I had, he said he said, Hey, we're gonna pray at the beginning of class because We're supposed to, I, I really feel like he's like closeted, like he's Pimo for sure. He's gotta be. And, uh, he, he'd say, yeah, we're going to pray at the beginning of class because we, we have to, because that's what the school says to do. And then, uh, but then he says, but if nobody volunteers, I'm just going to move on with the class because he's like, I don't believe in compelled speech. I'm not going to ask somebody to pray. I'm not going to pick on somebody to pray. And uh, and so he's like, okay. And then I did have one professor in my last semester there, who we prayed at the beginning of the semester, and then by the end of the semester, it was it was gone. It was like we just kind of all moved on from it. So that was that was kind of a nice treat. But yeah, the praying thing.
2: Yeah, no why? kidding. The praying thing is so weird.
0: Yeah. And it's everything. And I,
2: te- I had teachers who wouldn't let you, like, who didn't make it a voluntary thing. Like, they just pick someone and you mm-hmm. had to pray. So, like, I remember some people, like, getting picked to pray and maybe they were, like, going through repentance or something. But they're like, I can't. Like, I'm not allowed to. And it was always oh, this awkward thing. But
0: That's super awkward. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, had, uh, I had professors who, at the beginning of the semester, would get a list of students willing to pray. And then they would pick off oh, of that
2: smart
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah and and in my last semester because I was like I'm really done with this thing like I pretended the whole time I was there to be into it but in my last semester I'm like I'm not gonna pretend anymore and at the beginning of the semester I just emailed all my professors and I was like hey just a heads up not gonna pray in class so you know just so you're aware and yes. don't, and don't pick me yeah and uh yeah they they were all like oh thanks for Letting me know, probably thought I was, you know, sinning or something. I don't know, but
1: yeah,
0: uh, which you were.
1: Because well, lack yeah, of faith no. is a sin.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess, I guess I'm a, Burning I'm a, terrible, yourself
1: in hell with your <laughs>
0: apostasy. Person. Way to go. <laughs> I'm so hey, bad. When,
2: so when you were at BYU Idaho, um, were there any like blocked websites on your laptop there? Like I remember I went like 10 years ago. Ago, and I remember like so many websites being blocked, like even some YouTube things. Was that still a thing when you were there or no?
0: Um, I don't think so. I feel like maybe they're, I don't, I don't think so. I think I had access, I think I had access to everything. (laughs) Well, it's like.
2: I lived yeah, in like, like a building right across from campus and we couldn't access some things on the internet. And I was like, where am I? Like this place is crazy.
0: Which, which like place did you live at? Was it uh one of the like, campus ones?
2: So I was at, um, Legacy Ridge, right? Kitty corner from the temple.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know where that is. Yeah. Okay. So I was just,
2: it was the, cool place to live like 10 12 years really? ago.
0: but yeah it's not, not the, it's <laughs> not the cool place anymore i was uh i was at the ivy which is now called university view which is like right down the road from that it's like there there's like the school and okay. then they the school built more recently uh a, a place and then it was right behind that and i was that was fine we had pretty nice yeah. building managers and stuff like i remember because they have the chastity line Uh, In the apartments. Yeah. So like. Go on. Like explain what this is. Yeah. So uninitiated. So in, in the apartments, there's like the public area, like, you know, you walk in and there's the kitchen and living room and then there was a door. Usually some places didn't have a door there, but there was a door and then that would lead to the bedrooms and the bathroom and stuff. Right. And people, members of the opposite sex were not allowed to pass that line. And uh, because of course it's inevitable that you will commit a sin if you go past, if you go into a girl's bedroom, it's automatic. You've already, have already I forgot already sin- about
2: the chastity line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so oh my goodness, we, yeah. so I remember like we were told that if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to like leave to go to a guy's apartment.
2: Yeah. Go back to your apartment. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Nobody, nobody followed that. Like none of us ever, all me and my friends, none of us cared. We all went. I remember uh, when we had clean checks coming up at the end of the semester, one of my friends, Megan, would always come and my job was uh, always the bathroom uh, because I'm like a pro at bathroom cleaning, (laughs) just so everybody's aware I'm the best at it. And, uh, and my friend would, she would come and sit in the bathroom with me as I was like scrubbing the toilet and tub and everything and, uh, definitely against the rules, but no, nobody cared. Even, uh, I remember there was one time I was sitting in a girl's bedroom chatting and then the building manager came in cause she, she had to check on something and I had a really good relationship with mm-hmm. management and even actually one of the managers even knew that I was Pimo because they were too. And uh, then they they came in and they saw that I was past the chastity line. And they're like, oh, you're you're lucky we're, we're friends. Otherwise, like I could have gotten kicked out for that.
2: Yeah. Wow. You could have gone to the honor code office. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah, like we had like good guy friends that none of us were dating. And of course, they'd come in our rooms or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. like... Sometimes if someone dropped by that was, you know, really Molly Mormon or something, they would rat on you. Like, we got ratted on a few times, like, for having guys leave our apartment five minutes after 11 or midnight, whatever the the curfew was. And that got us called into the honor office.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And. hmm The lady in the honor office is like, well, we've heard multiple reports that you're having boys over late at your apartment, and we're like, literally, they left at like twelve oh five or whatever.
0: Right, and it's like, (laughs) oh
2: my goodness, it's also
0: like, hi, I'm twenty (laughs) five, like I should be allowed to, you know, decide when when I I moved away from
2: my parents. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like I had less rules at home with my parents than than I did at yeah. BYU Idaho and my family is super super Mormon. And so that was that was a really weird thing. Like I said, we all generally kept the rules, you know, we'd stay up a little later, we might stay out a little later. Um but usually usually we were pretty good. But yeah, we did just little things that we could have gotten in trouble for. I knew people who got in trouble for watching R-rated movies and swearing there was uh one person i yeah. heard of who who cursed yeah. and then got turned into the honor office uh because of it uh, like just just silly there there was one time we wanted to watch uh uh what's what's that movie shawshank redemption and uh great and movie great it's movie. it's 14a in canada right and it's r-rated in the u.s And so when I looked on my IMDb app, it said 14A, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine, you know, because that's what the girls we were with were wondering. They're like, oh, is it R-rated? And I'm like, no, 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 it's good. And we go on Netflix, and it's got the little r beside it and they were like we can't watch this and then we had to go watch it at our own apartment we just were like okay see ya and we just like canceled (laughs) yeah hanging out with them for the evening because we were like this is the movie we want to watch you're not watching it with us we'll just watch it at our place so we did it was great great movie i
2: remember people walking out of our apartment for like a movie that had swearing in it or something Or we were watching like a scary movie and they thought it was driving the spirit away. I'm just like, get out. We don't want you here.
1: (laughs) And then you met me and I was pretty much the same.
2: Yeah, when I (laughs) met Brother Bishop Jensen, he went through my movie collection and is like, I can't believe you've watched some of these. (laughs) And now they're his favorites. So
0: (laughs) It's so funny. It's like, why, you know, yeah, we've talked about that on the show before about the power that the devil has. I don't know if that episode's come out as of the airing of this it's been out okay yeah
2: it has i listened to it i love that one
0: yeah so it's like (laughs) god is so weak that like watching people pretend that there's a demon like no it's it's not a demon you're scared because it was a scary movie like that's that's the, the idea you know
1: yeah yeah uh, but
0: fear god
1: hath not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of love and blah, right blah,
0: right blah, blah, blah. right yeah well um we so we had we had mandy on the show uh, a couple weeks ago as of the um once this is aired and uh and she talked about uh or they they talked about getting uh, an exorcism like being exercised because they're non-binary and so then the priest, like, came in what? to do an exorcism on them. <laughs> and then I was I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was like, yeah, I met somebody who who had an exorcism done on them. And my mom says, oh, cool. She took it as, like, a faith-affirming thing. And my mom says, oh, oh cool. Yeah, your stepdad just participated in an exorcism on somebody's house. He cast a a devil out of, out of their what? house. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, it made it so awkward. Cause I was like, I wasn't going for like a faith affirming, cool spiritual story. I was like, no, like the priest came cause they this were non-binary. Weird. And it was like, it was so, so awkward. Did you, like,
1: <laughs> Did you get any details about your stepdad's exorcism, or? Yeah, I need. Was to it too sacred us. to share?
0: I didn't. I didn't ask. I was saying. I was saying goodbye, and that was the last conversation oh. I had with my mom. Oh. And it was like,
2: because if you would have asked about it, then Satan would have come.
0: Right. You right. In the middle can't, of that conversation, can't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The the area they live in has a lot of weird people too in it. So it's like. Do you know, like, so when, I, when you meet people, you can usually tell if they're the type who would have a, a demon in their home, right? Do you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, so like, your mom's in, your mom is in, uh...
0: Lloydminster. Northern
1: Alberta? Or yeah. Descent? Yeah. So, it's like the season's changing from minus 30 to plus 30, and now all the houses are creaking, Must be a demon, (laughs) not the temperature
0: change. Must be a demon, Mm -hmm. yeah. Simple explanation. This is a very simple explanation for all of this. It's demons. It's always always demons. Yeah. Demons. Yeah.
2: This reminds me of um, when you were in Rexburg, did you ever go to the Haunted Swing?
0: I didn't. I didn't even hear about a Haunted Swing.
2: Oh, so, like, well, you know, like, Rexburg is in the middle of butthole nowhere, and you just, Mm -hmm. like, drive a couple miles out, and it's just, like, open fields everywhere, right? And all these, like, little farmhouses, and there was this one place um, that was, like, an abandoned house, and it had, like, a swing set, and it was all, like, rusted and stuff, and people would always drive there to, like, get scared or go make out and things, and we went there one night with, like, a group of girls and guys, and um, that night when we came back, like, a... A bunch of us were on phase. We're like, whatever, this place is cool, like funny, right? Um, some of the girls were crying and had the boys give them a blessing
1: <laughs> afterwards. Did you get blessed? Were you sealed and anointed by these men?
3: No. <laughs> I'd better be the
1: only man who's <laughs> given you the laying on of hands. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shut up. <laughs>
0: there there is something uh funny about like giving blessings and stuff It was always such a like i remember like we went and and did it um and it just there like some guys would take it as this like big faith affirming like pride you know oh she she asked me for or, a blessing or like macho thing too yeah, yeah yeah it was like a very macho like, oh, I, yeah, I gave her a blessing. You know, no big deal. Yeah, right? you give
2: her a blessing. That's like foreplay. Like,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure in some cases, well, Wendy Watson.
1: Wendy Watson Nelson gave a talk right where she's like talking about how this woman basically had her first orgasm because they read the scriptures together before they had sex. Wait, what? Like she. Yeah, she veils it a little. Wait, bit Wait, how more.
2: did she, she get our story? <laughs>
1: So, well we are from Calgary and she did work there for a while that's so true word that's travels true. what but, um what no did she, she was do? saying like by they read the scriptures about spiritual gifts and they opened up their hearts and spirits together and they were able to experience a level of intimacy that she'd never experienced before intimacy and joy ie probably saying orgasm but I don't know and then yeah when I saw that I was like I wonder if he was blessed with the gift of tongues. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dave, get get okay. Out. Uh so here <laughs> speaking speaking of uh the spirit guiding meetings and uh, and stuff in Rexburg. So um yeah. the I I remember one of my last semesters there I was called into the bishop's office and and like Sister Jensen mentioned on the last episode the bishop's office is just a uh, professor's office that they they let the bishops use. And I I go in and I sit down with the first counselor. And he he's like, "Yeah, we we want to give you a calling." And at this point, I was like I was dev- done. Like I was like, "Okay, hey, when I'm done here, I'm leaving the church." And uh and so I was going to say no if it was like Sunday school teacher or something. And then he uh he he says, yeah, we want to, uh, make you a ward, a ward missionary. And I was like, Gary in Rexburg, like, what do you, what do you want me to do? And he's like, Oh, we really feel, uh, pressed on by the spirit to give you this calling. Cause you're so, so good at, you know, sharing things and whatever. And he's like, yeah, just share, share nice things on Instagram. And I got like, called and set apart and everything as a ward missionary never did anything never had to do anything nobody ever asked me to do anything i like it was such a nothing calling but they wanted a ward missionary in every single apartment was what they they did but we didn't do anything we didn't have anything to do like yeah uh, Rexburg. I Can I tell you guys about the last blessing I gave? Oh, wait. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And you're really quiet again, by then, the way. And then I want to tell you like crazy things
2: I've heard Bishop say
0: over the pulpit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go ahead, Bishop. And you're then, Got real
1: quiet somehow, hon.
0: Yeah. Check your check your audio to see see where it's coming from. Boop boop boop. Just kind of killing killing time here, Bishop. While she's doing that, do you wanna? Tell, yeah, tell sure. Okay.
1: So the last, um, my last tithing settlement, I was like, well, I hadn't been paying tithing for like three months. And uh it was when my, I was really just kind of ready to be done. And I was talking to Sister Jensen. I was like, yeah, I they keep, they keep emailing me and texting me to go to tithing settlement. I'm just going to go and tell them that I'm done. And Sister Jensen's like, no, you're not you're, <laughs> you don't have the guts. And I was like, yes, I'm going, I'm going right now to church to do tithing settlement to tell them that I'm done. And I went and I told him I was done. And me and Bishop, I was like bawling my eyes out. Cause it was very, you know, still very much raw at that point mm-hmm. in time. And then I come home and we rent out our basement to the missionaries and they asked me for a blessing. And one of them really looked up to me for some reason. And so he asked me to seal the anointing and I'm like laughing to myself <laughs> because I'm like, None of it's real. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter if I'm worthy, unworthy, a tithe payer, non-tithe payer? If we all want to just kind of joke around and do a little spiritual thing. I'm down. Okay. You want me to seal the anointing? Awesome gift of discernment there, elder. <laughs> <laughs> it's So I give him this blessing to be, you know, and I'm just like, I guess because I'm just so chill or feeling so free, I'm just like, able to, all these words are coming out of my mouth and they're all the right kind of blessing words. And I finish, and the missionaries are like crying and I'm giving them a hug and, I'm, <laughs> and then I go upstairs and laugh to myself. So it's like, this is, it was always fake, but I was like feeling all tingly in the spirit and stuff like that. And I'm like, it was all fake. It was all fake the whole time.
0: Yeah. It was all yeah. made up. Yeah. That, that's similar to my last time bearing my testimony, which I'll, I'll share after we find out how's your, uh, how's your audio?
3: Um, I think good. Can you guys yep. hear me now?
0: Yep. Yeah, it's better now.
3: Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Uh, you had a story. What was it?
3: Oh, I just wanted to ask you, like, um, if you'd ever heard crazy things over the pulpit at in Rexburg, like, oh, They no. like in their
0: offices,
3: like, I have one bishop. I mentioned this this in the last episode. I think he gave. An entire talk on chastity and all of that and so many times he's like if you are putting your tongue in someone else's mouth while you're kissing that it's just as bad as sex and you need to come talk to me after this meeting <laughs>
0: like, yeah and
3: everyone in the congregation's like what it's
0: like okay wow that's a yeah that's a little extreme yeah i heard i heard crazy things i had a stake president he he actually works for the school so you'll see him on a lot of BYU Idaho promotional material and uh he always does mm-hmm. the the devotionals the weekly the weekly devos he does a lot of conducting of those but he he was creepy like he would uh there there was this talk that he gave at uh in my first semester at BYU Idaho mm-hmm. that everybody remembers now as the bubble speech because it was it was the it was the saturday night session so like the adult session right the the keener session that's when all the yeah. really righteous people went so we go to this thing we're sitting in the taylor chapel and he's standing up at the pulpit and you know how people say the rexburg bubble right they're they're like oh yeah it's that yeah. mormon bubble he he says he says i get offended and he kind of lightly bangs on the pulpit. He's like, I get offended when people call it the Rexburg bubble. And he does these very like slow air quote motions, right? As if he's very in tune mm-hmm. with the spirit. And then he's like, he's like, they speak as though the world has something to offer us, but it has nothing for us. Join my bubble. Be a part of my bubble. And it was like, he went on like this for like five minutes about the bubble doing these really big arm motions, bringing us all in and everybody was creeped out afterwards. We're all like, yeah, that was weird, right? Like that was very uncomfortable for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. That was probably probably the the most memorable odd thing said over over the pulpit. But of course, it's BYU-Idaho with a bunch of spiritually high young adults yeah you know saying tons of wacky things
3: yeah um that same crazy bishop i had he talked about modesty over the pulpit one day and like actually pointed to girls in the congregation who weren't in my he was talking about he's like you can't try to fiddle around the dress code if your skirt's too short and your skirt is too short you shouldn't be here and you should go home and change and like oh
0: bad oh yeah holy cow no my bishop was was great by comparison to that i showed up to church in shorts once i literally so like shorts oh are not goodness. they're not allowed on campus How you right at
3: home? yeah
0: i don't know i i showed up yeah. actually in the exact same shorts i'm wearing right now they're like they're like nice shorts right they're not big baggy cargo shorts or you know anything but uh and they're just a uh, navy blue And I showed up, shirt tucked in, tie on, I was wearing dress shoes, everything, but I was wearing shorts. It was like, you know, 30 something extra degrees outside. Right. And, and so it's hot. It's super hot. So I show up in shorts and the Bishop just says, nice. And he just shakes my hand. Like he didn't he didn't care. Wow. Yeah, I got really, really but lucky. But if a
3: girl did that, she would have been reamed out.
0: Well, yeah, depending on the bishop. I don't think my bishop would have done that because I know we had sisters who, who dressed like that. Our bishop was like, se- seriously, we got super lucky. And then the next bishop we had, Bishop Jensen. He was like the uh, Idaho, different Bishop Jensen. Yeah, he was the, you know when Idahoans <laughs> have that fake southern accent? you know when they kind of sound southernish they're like brother yeah. brother Jackson elder Jackson it's nice to meet you you know
3: i love the gospel. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and uh he he had that thing he probably wouldn't ream somebody out publicly but he definitely uh he'd be like speak to me after in my office re- <laughs> <laughs> my last ecclesiastical endorsement was awesome cuz i was just like i already knew i was gone he was, he was just like, isn't that wonderful? Isn't the gospel lovely? I'm like, yes, it is, Bishop. I, I sure do love That's it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, BYU, Idaho. <laughs> you guys have any stories of
1: like strange legalism? Like, I'll just give you an mm-hmm. example. When I was a missionary, when we were teaching about the law of chastity, because you give it, it's like a big list of do's and don'ts. We just get weird questions. And I remember there was one investigator who was like, well, sometimes holding hands is more arousing than other things. So is holding hands against the loved and like, Oh, uh, I don't know how to like, someone give me a line here. Like, I don't know what to say. So do you guys have any kind of examples of just bizarre or weird legalism? Like Nazis within the organization taking the honor code or rules to the nth degree. Oh, just
3: that like neck massages or anything like that. Like, lead to the bedroom and mm. like all of those things, but
0: Yeah. I don't know. Back, what do they say? Back rubs in the front room lead to front rubs in the back room is what they say. <laughs> yeah. I saying
3: that.
0: Yeah, we had um I, I knew a guy who his facial hair his facial hair was so thick that uh, that he had to shave multiple times a day. He had to shave like immediately, it, right like right before he went to the testing center because it was so thick and grew so fast that uh, that they turned him away like even when he shaved right that morning. Lucky for me, my my facial hair is thin enough and, and blonde enough that I went uh, that I could go like a week without shaving, they'd kind of be like, you should probably shave. But the, yeah, just because it's so blonde. And so it never never caused me an issue. I got really lucky. I did have uh, one one professor. This is like the craziest thing I ever had a professor say in a class. He says, we were talking about... It was a light and sound class, really cool science class, actually. But we were talking and, and he says, of course, we know that evolution isn't true and which is it's not even what the church teaches like the church doesn't teach that but uh but he says that to the whole class and everybody in the science classes nodding nodding their heads nodding their head in agreement and i'm like i'm sitting there like what am i supposed (laughs) to do you know like stand hold hold up my hand and be like hey um actually you're you're wrong (laughs) like we don't know that (laughs) that's not what the church teaches at all cuz i had another science professor my first science professor who went through the whole thing and he talked about evolution he's like he's like who here believes in dinosaurs you know and who here believes that you know other animals evolved from other animals and stuff and he's like okay who here believes it, that uh that humans evolved from other animals and and like very few people put up their hands and then he's like okay well uh today i'm going to show you evidence that we have more evidence for human evolution than for the evolution of an, other animals and then he like went into his powerpoint and uh and showed everybody, you know, ancient uh hominid skulls and and stuff. He he's like, "Yeah, look at this and look at that and uh and then by the end of it he's like, "Because we're at BYU Idaho, I have to tell you that you're allowed to not believe in evolution if that's what you choose." to not believe in or believe in, but he says, but here's all the evidence. And so, you know, it's a science class is basically what he said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it didn't go over well with some students.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had a, had a good time. Any other, any other good BYU-Idaho stories?
3: just that i'm glad to be out of there and um one final thing i will say is i feel like because of the honor code it promotes like snitching and are you loyal to your friends and Mm -hmm. your roommates or are you loyal to the church or Mm -hmm. the school right like i just i i just remember like not knowing who you could trust about things like I go work out in my complex's gym, and I'm wearing a sports bra or something or whatever. And who's gonna snitch on me? And I did get snitched once for wearing a immodest swimsuit in the hot tub. Right? Like, what kind get... of
1: swimsuit was it? <laughs> you have pictures.
3: So, I'll show it to you later, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: wasn't
3: even a. It was a bikini, but it wasn't booby or anything. It was so funny, and I got snitched on about it.
0: It's crazy. Yeah.
3: But BYU, Idaho, full of snitches.
0: Yep. That's snitches like a police snitches. state. Like, oh. that's like yeah. stories you oh, hear about Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's McCarthyism. Like, everybody's a yeah. commie. And uh, and <laughs> you, you get rewarded if you turn them in. And, yeah. And yeah I think so these why are...
3: is Redsburg like this? And why isn't Provo as bad? Like, why isn't Provo like this? why is it just in
0: Rexburg? Is it because they were, is it where they send all the delinquents? Like why? I have I never no idea. That. I have no idea. Cause Provo's trying to be Ivy league of the West. So, it so has they to have, be have a to become looser. normal.
1: Rexburg is where the church can do whatever the hell they want. So if the church could run BYU Provo any way they wanted, it would be like Rexburg, but because they're trying to become, more mainstream and like a, a world class university they can't be freaking weird.
3: It's like look at the BYU Provo dance team outfit and then look at the BYU Idaho dance team outfit and it's like Warren Jeffs like like why like why Yeah, if
1: Warren Dexter- Jeffs had if Warren Jeffs had a cheerleading team they would be the cheerleading team from BYU Idaho.
3: Yeah, like I don't get why Provo's so much cooler in
0: that way and even then saying Provo's so much cooler it doesn't take much
3: i know right Yeah,
0: <laughs> literally it can be like oh yeah shorts are fine it's like wow you're so progressive amazing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean yeah and mustaches are fine but beards aren't and yeah leggings are a no-go that's and-
1: because like if you go back to well, what that are, one crazy the crazy guy who is the president of BYU or sorry of BYU before uh Dallin Oaks, the real crazy one who wrote like all those conspiracy theory kind of books. Oh, really? mustaches were what cops had, beards are what beatniks had. Yeah. So anything associated with commies or hippies was a no-go. Anything yeah. associated with like authority was a go.
0: Yeah. And now and now they don't change it, it even though mustaches are for pedophiles. And beards are for professionals. And porn stars. And porn stars. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, but then the best part is, is because they're like, the Lord's standards do not change. And then the church, uh, like a year and a half ago or something while I was there, it came out with this letter talking about sister missionaries being allowed to wear pants now. And they're, the the church says, the Lord's standards change with the times and the, and the fashions, like...
1: Adapt or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, adapt
0: and... Yeah, but then BYU-Idaho's like, no, no, because if we let people wear shorts, they're, they're all gonna... Everybody's gonna be pregnant overnight. Girls won't be able to handle seeing guys' hairy, hairy calves. They can't control themselves. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think these stories... Like, there was a BYU Confessions page in it, or Instagram... And it had ended up having like a lot of real heavy stories. And I mean, those stories, sure. They shine a light on things, but when when, when it's stories that are extreme, believers can always say, well, that was, you know, every organization has some bad people and that's really sad and whatever. But when you just talk about how weird it is Mm -hmm. and make it just a really weird polygamy compound sounding kind of thing, I think that does a lot more to tear the organization down. Like that's the right kind of, criticism for byu and byu idaho yeah is these like pedo stash okay corporate beard not okay Mm -hmm. the the french kissing is the same as intercourse (laughs) talk but
0: it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) because of the insertion (laughs) right inserting
3: a body part
0: yeah into another body part better not pick your nose and when you hold hands thou shalt not interlock fingers. Yeah, that's really dangerous. <laughs> uh Yeah, it is uh yeah. I'm I'm glad to be gone. This was fun. Um any any final notes?
1: No. Babe, do you want to tell them about how we grilled the missionaries on Friday?
3: Um you can tell it. <laughs>
1: It was just, so we've got the missionaries in our basement, and they're doing a bunch of yard work for us, and they did a good job, so we said we'd have dinner for them. Mm -hmm. So they came up for dinner, and uh, we just got on the topic of, like, what's the, like, really hard question you guys get asked these days or something like that? And then Sister Jensen's like, Joseph Smith's polygamy. What's your answer? Brigham Young's polygamy. Defend it. (laughs) And I just see the look on their faces, and I'm like, is this the worst day of your life right now? And they're like, Absolutely. And I'm like, why? And they're like, just they're like, Brigham Young was wrong. Brigham Young was wrong about everything. I hate talking about Brigham Young. Hmm. And I was like, holy crap! Like 15 years ago, when I was on my mission, I had a canned response for polygamy and a canned response for uh, racism. These guys don't—they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. It was—I'd never seen anybody look so uncomfortable. Is what these guys did.
3: Oh, and they just fed me the weirdest—the weirdest answers. They're like, well you know, they used to do polygamy in the war. I'm like, what? Where? What are you talking Which about? War? And then, Which war are you talking yeah. about? And then I'm like, okay, let's rephrase it. What do you tell people when they ask, does your church practice polygamy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, your current prophet, seal to two women. H oaks, seal to two women. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. Like they looked so uncomfortable and I actually felt bad after. Even though I was just trying to see, like,
0: I'm yeah, a, you're would, a yeah.
3: member. Like, tell, tell me what you'd say.
0: Yeah. I would have had
1: canned responses for that. Yeah. If me and my companions would have practiced resolving that objection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and so it was just like, it was strange.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think what's weird about that is that when I, when I was in, I probably would have said something along the lines of, well, one of them died and, you know, lots of people get married, remarried if they're widowed. Right. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah he was a widower and he found an, a new wife you know what's wrong with that right but the the big problem with that is that from the Mormon perspective he's still married mm-hmm. to his wife right like mm-hmm. and and you have to argue it from from the Mormon perspective cuz they're working within their their logic right you can't use my logic to you know solve solve your problem right Like you said that they're still married. They're all still married. How do you, how do you resolve that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fun. I I
1: like, I can still say like my response would have been, well, you know what? The sealing is an ordinance, just like baptism is an ordinance and mm-hmm. receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so we believe that we all have to receive these ordinances to return to live with our Heavenly Father. So he married a woman who'd never been married before and had never received this ordinance. So in order for her to receive her exaltation, she needed to be sealed to somebody. Now, how that's going to work in the next life, we're not too sure. The Lord hasn't been 100% clear on that. But we can hope and believe that things are going to be worked out in a reasonable way that we'll all be happy with.
0: Wow, I'm converted. Where do I get back? Well, that was like, yeah,
1: that was book of mormon level run-on sentence right like
0: you missed and it Russell came Smith to pass. Eat your heart out and it came yeah, to pass that, that he married another woman <laughs> yeah
1: but they didn't even have that they didn't even have that and it was and i was listening to this uh there's this like born again christian podcast that i listen to for kicks and and giggles sometimes it's called apologia and they're based out of mesa and they go like proselyte at the Mesa Visitors Center and try and convert Mormons and stuff like that. But they were talking one time and they said, you know what, in the 90s, we would go up to general conference and preach on the street corner. And like, he's like the 10 and 12 year olds would be arguing with us about doctrine. And he said, we go there now and the missionaries don't have a clue, Mm -hmm. let alone the the 10 and 12 year olds. Like Mormon, what Mormons are doing with their doctrine is, as outside observers, they're like, it's just weird how they're, they're disassociating so much from being doctrinal yeah. or having any real doctrine and being able to talk about it or, or discuss it or argue it yeah. in any level, at, yeah. at any level. yeah. So I was listening to that podcast and then we had these missionaries over and yes, they could hmm. not discuss at all the, the tougher issues of church history, which was just shocking. And my response is always just like, oh,
3: like faith and pray. And we don't always know the answers to everything. And it drives me nuts.
0: Yeah. And it's like, why don't why don't we find out? I had one friend. Uh, well, I, I say friend. I say friend when I'm talking about anybody. So just, just for people's uh, awareness. If I say friend, doesn't necessarily mean we're buddies. It, it means I've seen their face before. Um, so he he told me well, I, I was asking him about, you know, the Book of Mormon. I was like, yeah, you know, pretty clear this didn't happen, you know. And uh, and he's, he's like, oh, well, scientific evidence is always changing. You know, one week wine is good for you and one week it's not good for you. And it's going back and back and forth. And, and I'm like, yeah, so I mean, if the evidence goes somewhere, you know, shouldn't you follow it? And he was like, well, I think you should just pick a side and, and stay there until there's a definitive answer. I'm like, Until they pick through every piece of dirt on both the American continents and just, you know, I'm like, and then, and then you'll, you'll be like, oh, okay. But for now, you're just picking this site. I'm like, I don't think that's really how it works, (laughs) you know, but okay. Yeah. Anything else from anybody? Or are we, are we groovy? good to close in
1: the
0: yeah. name of yeah, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even
1: the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, e- even in the
0: name e- of Jesus Christ. Even in the name of our Lord and Savior, even Jesus Christ, who I've never understood why we talk so much about him when he said that the glory would be the Father's. But, uh, yes, amen. I-, I said amen. 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 amen.
3: Amen.